0: Nothing But Net NBA Podcast, featuring Jamie, Mike, and Steve. And we are live here on the Nothing But Net Podcast. I am your host, S. Dot. We had a couple snoozers to start round one, fellas, but... Ultimately, round one turned out to be very entertaining. We have a ton of headlines to go over, including a lot, a lot of major injuries that we will touch into uh, in their respective games. But to start, fellas, how are we doing, Jamie?
1: Very well, sir. Um, like you said, uh, a couple snoozers early, but um, also a couple really, really entertaining games to watch. And I'm ready for some more.
0: Mike, what's going on, my dude?
2: Not much. I think you said it. Um, Kind of a mixed bag of a first round here. A lot of injuries, a lot of good games, some bad games, um, good stat lines. So kind of what you expect in a a sense, maybe some fluke injuries. But overall, that's the first round of the playoffs
0: there, a mixed bag. And it's opening night. You know, a lot of different things can happen. And a lot of different things did happen. But my favorite thing after the first game, guys – or just all the overreactions that we get. Um, it's the first time we've had a playoff, a, a best of seven series, a playoff game in a year. Um, so when people lose their first or win their first, they take things to another level. They kind of it changes their thoughts. It's a little bit of recency bias. It's what they see. They think one game kind of ultimately determines everything. Um, what's your favorite overreaction, Jamie? Like, what's the biggest one to you in your opinion? To
1: me, it's uh, it's solely the New York Knicks. Um, I've already heard it. The Knicks are, are after winning one game, um, now they're going to run through the East. Um, listen, Jalen Brunson is that dude, okay? He is one of the craftiest scorers that we have in this league. He can get to any spot he wants on the floor. Um, late in the game, Donovan Mitchell had to switch off him just because he couldn't contain him. Um, I mean, that's all fine and Danny, but if you think Darius Garland is going to play another playoff game in his career without taking a shot in the fourth quarter, you're crazy. And um, you've alluded to their youth pretty much all year, and I think it's, it showed in that first game. Um, also, the last time I called out the Cavs bench, I believe the next game they won off, so hopefully that's par for the course. Um, but, I mean, besides Osman, who went three for four, uh, the bench was collectively one, one f- for nine from the field and they're outscored by Josh Hart, um, just by himself. Um, so, um, I'm looking for, you know, a little bit of boost from that bench. And I mean, just looking at percentages real quick, the Cavs just didn't play the very good game, um, all the way around. And you can um, give some credit to the Knicks, but also pump
0: the brakes a little bit. It's a l- seven game series. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely touch into that. Evan Mobley was off four of thirteen. Um the physicality of the New York Knicks caught the Cavs off guard. Um I thought the I thought the Knicks were I thought Julius Randle was good at moments. He got very quiet in the fourth quarter. It was kind of like, Oh, this is the Julius Randle. Like I thought I was hoping we'd see. Um, because he had a very good first half, but his physicality kind of changed the game. Mitchell Robinson was a beast on the boards. Josh Hart, big rebounds late in the game that secured that victory. Um but yeah, I think I think there is definitely a huge overreaction. I think the Cavs are now underdogs in the series after being almost two or minus two hundred, two to win one or uh, two to win one, yeah, um, kind of situation. And now they're underdogs. I just that that overreaction is definitely a big one. Mike, what do you have for an overreaction?
2: Yeah, you said there is, um, you know, multiple routes you can take. I'll take this one with a grain of salt because it does make some sense, but um, I think the. Uh, before the playoffs started or when they did start, everybody was on the Suns. Everybody had Suns finals or Suns championship. Now, them losing game one at home uh, to the Paul george list Clippers is obviously not ideal. Um, and a bit of a kind of an eye-opener. Kind of an eye-opener. But overall, I, I think a lot of people just immediately hit the panic button with the Suns. Are thinking that the Clippers just because they won game one, this series is now over. Um, I'm not buying into that so much. I still think the Suns pull this one out. Uh did they make it harder on themselves? Absolutely. But if you're the Clippers, you gotta come out and give your best uh, you know, first punch at it here with not having Paul George. And that's what they did. And the Suns didn't quite meet that. Kevin Durant, I think, came on a little too uh you know, I I think he came in Got on a hot streak, maybe a little too late. Um, we were just talking before. Paul George, or Paul George Chris Paul didn't have a, a stellar game. I will highlight Devin Booker. The dude clearly wants to win. Um, obviously, we know his offensive talents, but he was um, you know, getting after it just like a dog off his leash on uh, defense as well. So if that's to continue, I, I do like the Sun still pulling it out, but I think a lot of people. Kind of overreact here and say that, oh, Clippers are going to win this one. That the Suns don't look themselves.
0: I Yeah, obviously, you know, I think the Suns are still favored in the series. But the Clippers needed to win game one and they needed Kawhi just to be who he was. And, hey, I mean, I, I have a hard time saying Kawhi can't do that three more times in this series. He's he's a guy who's proven that he's an elite player in the postseason. Um, didn't start on Kevin Durant. It was weird to actually start on DeAndre Ayton, as we'll get into. but then. It was him and Kevin Durant regarding each other late in the game. First time they've played each other in a couple of years, I believe. So, yeah, I mean, Kawhi really, I think, just reminded people that I'm still that dude. and I'm still this good. And I think Ty Lue said this is why we've been waiting to play him so much. And, you know, I mean, it, it's true and it, it's worked so far. But the issue will continue to be uh, the injury of Paul George officially. I think he was now officially ruled out of the first series. Um. So now we're definitely not going to get them, but um, they gave themselves a shot. Now you just got to take care of business at home, and they can do this thing. Let's um. Uh, let's get started. Let's talk about these games, fellas. Uh, at the at the top of Saturday, one o'clock, right after we got done recording, pretty much, we had the Nets in the field. The
2: overreaction, Steve?
0: Oh no! Oh no! No, I didn't. I'm sorry. I, I should probably mention that. Thank you, Mike. Uh, no, my overreaction is probably um. <laughs> It's tough to do this because the Timberwolves are the A-seed, but I might be wrong on the Denver Nuggets. Um, they Just the way they played, I, Michael Porter Jr. plus 22 last night, Jamal Murray plus 24, they were really good. Jamal Murray was really, really good. Um, and when we're talking about Jokic only scoring 13 and the fact that they were still able to win this game um, by uh, almost 30 points, I think that speaks a lot of volumes because I think there was a lot of people that said that the Timberwolves could make this – I'm not saying that they had like a puncher's chance because I don't necessarily think they did, but I thought they would win a game or two. I thought they could make this a little interesting. But yet again, Anthony Edwards kind of underwhelming. Rudy Gobert, minus 24. Like no one else was even minus like 15. He's minus 24. Um, Carl Anthony Towns, that's kind of what I expect out of Carl Anthony Towns. He's not a good postseason performer. Uh I, they gotta fit, they got the, the team was got a lot to figure out, but I think it's a huge credit to how good uh Denver played in. I think Denver, I mean, let's see what happens, right? Like, everyone thought the Denver Nuggets were going to get the Suns in the second round, and that's probably where it was going to end for the Denver Nuggets. I said the Nuggets would lose in the second round. Um, I, I'm starting to kind of, I, after watching what I saw last night, I kind of take that back a little bit, but not really yet. Not until I know who they're playing and the health of Paul George if they play the Clippers. Um, but with that being said, I they proved that they... Uh, can flip the switch and once the postseason lights hit them, they they flipped the switch and they got they played really well. They're uh they've been the most dominant team in the West. So I think I underrated uh, undersold that I should say. Uh a little too much. So could be something that come back comes back to get me. And this team could definitely go on a run to the Western conference finals and maybe even sneak into the NBA finals if uh all things go right for them. Jamal Murray having the of night that he did, um I, I was happy to see that for him it was his first playoff game since the bubble. I know it sounds like something crazy, but just good to see him back in these kinds of moments. Cause this is where he kind of excelled. This is where he excelled in the bubble in the playoffs. And, uh, I think he, I think he can do some special things for the Denver nuggets in the postseason. I just didn't know we were going to get this good of a Jamal Murray. And if it continues, this team's going to be a heck of a, this is gonna be a heck of a team for someone to have to take out. And there's a reason why they're the one seed. Good. Yeah. Catch and me. having, uh, and
1: having home court advantage to the, uh, Western Conference Finals is definitely good um, for Denver because it's probably the best uh, home court advantage you could have in the league, as we've kind of talked about.
0: Yeah, the, the higher elevation is definitely tougher to play in. Um, let's roll into our first playoff game now, Saturday. It was a pretty good first half, but ultimately the Philadelphia 76ers run away. They win 121-101. to 101, Um the big thing I noticed here, I, I'll start a lead off here. The biggest thing I noticed, I mean, Jay, first of all, Joel Embiid only has to score 22. Um, for them to be this dominant was eye-opening to me. He got a lot of help. But James Harden, if James Harden can just be good consistently throughout the playoffs, I think this is a team that really can make the finals. But it obviously will continue to rely on how good James Harden can continue to play throughout this playoffs. Uh, Mike, what did you see in this game? Uh, first thing that jumps off to me is
2: we, I believe we talked about um, last game or last podcast Sixers controlling the paint. Well, they had, if we're talking about offensive boards, 76 ers outboarded offensively. The nets here, 14 to five. So if you get almost triple the amount of chances on offense, it's not going to be good for you. And obviously the Sixers uh, really hammered that home Sixers. Do I, I think I have 14 steals compared to three? Yeah, the turnovers. Nets turned it over a lot. Nets with 19 turnovers, 76ers eight. Again, you're giving them almost 10 more possessions here. That's it, and that and it was it was a 20 point game. You said it right. First half, kind of close, but that alone just makes the the biggest difference um, to me. Is you gotta take care of the ball in playoff time, um, obviously. Obviously, uh, role players stepped up big, which we saw pretty much across the league, uh, across the, the first game game ones uh, over the weekend. A lot of role players stepping up, and that that was true for the 76ers as well.
0: Yeah, James Harden, 21, a big name that hasn't been mentioned yet that deserves a lot of mentioning was how good Tobias Harris was. Um, just played really well, super efficient, and he's a guy, man, like... You don't know what you're getting from him, but when Tobias Harris is good, Philly's really tough. Jamie, your thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a well-balanced, well-balanced attack from Philly. Um, Embiid uh, didn't have to do too much. I think he only took 15 shots. Um, he only had five boards. Um, a little unsung hero, though. P.J. Tucker, man. Say what you want about P.J. Tucker on offense. The dude had five steals. He was active as hell. Um and like I said, well-balanced attack. Hardened, if he could shoot 7 of 13 from 3, they're going to be really tough to beat, and uh, I mean, one bright spot from the Nets is, I mean, we all know it, it's Mikael Bridges. He had, I want to say 30, um, <laughs> shot 12 of 18 from the field. He looked really good, but there's just not going to be enough.
0: Yeah, Mikael Bridges is a stud. I mean, I think the you know we'll see what this nets team looks like next summer or well next season i should say but it yeah it feels like this guy's an all-star it feels like this guy um is a real number two i i'm still not sold that he's a number one but i could be completely wrong about that um i i think he's a guy that would fit really well with i mean it's not realistic but it feels like this would be like lucas perfect fit right a guy who doesn't need the ball who's gonna play elite defense and Uh, can give you, I mean, he's averaging 26 since he's gone to Brooklyn and he's had like four or five or like six or seven, 30 point games. Now, um, he's just really upped his play. I don't really have a ton out of this game. Nick Claxton minus 20, just can't have it. That's again, like talking about how dominant that the Sixers have been in the paint, uh, and how the Nets just kind of weak in the paint. Um, I don't really have a lot here. The 76ers look like the better team, um, Dinwiddie had four turnovers. Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie has these moments where he can be like a really good point guard, but then he has these moments where he's not such a good point guard. Um, so, But that's really my kind of takeaway. I don't have a lot here. I think tonight's game is going to be more competitive. Um, I think there's obviously a couple things that are going to change, but I also think we're going to see a much more aggressive dwell in beat as well. So, it, it, I, I've said 76ers and five. I still feel really good about that. Um, we'll see what happens uh, tonight, though. I do think tonight ends up as a closer game. Does anyone have any final thoughts here on this game?
1: No, but I just I do want to bring up did you see Dinwiddie and Kuzma's little back to back on Twitter? When he, yeah. Kuzma yeah. called him Din Shitty. <laughs> that, oh, no. that is
0: absolutely amazing. I just said to add that in there, dude. It's Din Shitty. Yeah. I forgot about that. That was a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Mike, any final thoughts here?
2: No, no, I'm, I'm straight.
0: All right, let's roll into our second snooze fest. Again, there's not a lot to talk about here, but Jalen Brown, 29 and 12, just dominant. Uh, the Hawks, man, the Hawks are just dead. It might have been better for the Hawks just to lose in the play-in. Um, granted, I probably shouldn't say that. They get home games, so they're going to make their revenue. They're going to, but they're going to get two home games in this series, and that's about it. Um, I don't know, fellas. Trey Young, negative 13 on the plus-minus. I think plus-minus is a huge number in the playoffs. His plus minus is, I just feel like it's going to be negative in all these games. As great as he is, uh, they attacked him defensively. They made him work defensively, and we know what kind of defensive player he is. Jamie, what were your thoughts on this game? I think it was like a 30-point game at halftime. Hawks had a nice little second half in some sort of sense, but it was clear that the uh, Boston Celtics took their foot off the gas pedal. Jamie, what did you get out of this game?
1: Yeah, I mean, Trey Young, 5 of 18, is just just not going to get it done. But, um, yeah, uh, again, just like the Sixers, the Celtics well balanced, I mean, well oiled machine. Robert Williams, we talked about him uh before the last epi- or the last episode. He was six of six, uh, eight boards, you know, uh a steal and a block. If that's what you're getting from Robert Williams, I mean that's that's pretty good on his first game back. Um but yeah, nothing really jumps out. Um Tatum and Brown do what Tatum and Brown do. Um, one of the best duos in the league
0: and uh It was an absolute shit fest. And shout out Derek White, man. He had that stretch where he was just playing some crazy good basketball. And first game of the playoffs, he brought it right with him. Four of seven from three, six of seven from the line, 24 points. Just another solid game for Derek White. And just, you know, I think like a lot of people get lost in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And deservingly so. That's probably the best duo in the league or in that conversation. And Derek White uh, has been a really nice compliment for them uh, since they traded for him last year. Mike, your thoughts on this game?
2: Yeah, not not a whole lot. Celtics came out and just you know dogged them the first half. Um, this ended up being, I believe, a yeah, thirteen point game. It, folks, if you didn't watch that, it, it's, it was not as close as what thirteen points suggest. It was it just looked bad. The, the Celtics clearly were were the better team, and they they put that on display. The only thing really that. I'll comment on and that you guys, you know, you touched upon really everything else significant. But yeah, the three point percentage for the Hawks, how about five of twenty nine? Um that that's a seventeen point uh seventeen percent uh clip. And you know the Celtics didn't they were thirteen of 39 percent, that's kinda like eh, eh. Um, but yeah, if especially Trey Young's efficiency and whatnot, but seventeen percent from the three point is not gonna get it done against Arguably the best team in the league, so yeah, thirteen points again—not really indicative of what what that score really should have been.
0: I agree. It was it was bad. Fell asleep, bad. Fell asleep in the first half. Woke up in the fourth quarter for the Cavs game. It uh did go back and look at it a little bit, but not much to take away, man. It's just it was bad. The the Celtics proved that they can flip the switch. We know they can flip the switch. They've this isn't their first time having postseason success. I know it's early, but they're obviously going to win this series and catch themselves in the second round again in a big matchup against the Sixers, hopefully. Um, but, I don't know, man. I don't know. It just feels like the Hawks are in a world of trouble uh, with just everything com- looking, coming down over them. Um, we talked about it last episode. They gave up all the picks for Deontay Murray. Uh, they don't have those no more. There's been rumors swirling that The owner has given the front office the green light to trade Trey Young. (laughs) There's just a lot going in Atlanta, and I don't think this series is really going to help that matter. I think this is going to be a tough goal for them this series. And, you know, I think, yeah, the games are probably going to be more competitive. We're going to have another competitive game, but I also think we're going to have another blowout too. So I I don't really have anything here, but go ahead, Mike. I
2: I think if the Hawks do and likely will get, um, you know, swept here. That to me almost just pushes the Trey Young trade more. I feel like the hot, if they they can't even be competitive, it's they might just be like, all right, we got to retool this thing.
0: And it's not, and it's not a bad. Thing.
2: I think no, if you start
0: a team with your point guard around Deontay Murray, you're still really damn excited. That's a two way player. Absolutely. He, I think he's more impact. He's, to me, he's much more impactful than Trey Young. I to, know that's winning, probably, probably a hot probably, take for the stat for the stat heads out there, but. Um, I'll take Deontay Murray and the little things that he does. And he's willing to give up the ball. He trusts his teammates. Jamie, any final comments here? Mike, uh, you too. No. no, I'm good with this one. All righty, fellas. Let's roll into uh, where, where the first round really started to pick up. It was uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers and the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks escape on a... Offensive rebound, they were up two with just seconds to go. They get an offensive rebound, get fouled, go to the foul line, end up winning by four. Um, The youth of the Cavs, it's just how it's going to be. It's going to be up and down. They're going to have moments. Um, JB, I've had my qualms with JB this year, but putting Seti Osman on Jalen Brunson at the end of the game, that's that's where we are. Mm, Yeah. Mm. I don't know, man. And I mean, the minutes, the minutes are just frustrating to me. I mean, when we're looking at minutes, I mean, is it realistic that Donovan Mitchell is going to be able to play 43 minutes or yeah, 44 minutes a night, basically 43 from Darius, 42 from Jared Allen, the bench. I mean, Jamie, you talked about the bench shooting and scoring. I mean, combined the bench only played like 45 minutes and it's just not enough. I mean, I understand the bench is weak and they've had bad moments, but at the end of the day, you need your bench. And ask the Suns. They did the same thing and it didn't work out for them. These guys can't, these guys aren't built to just all of a sudden just start playing 43, 44 minutes. Now, if you're talking about an elimination game, sure, that's fine. But like, this is game one of the playoffs and we're already asking uh, a lot of minutes out of the big guys in Cleveland. And that's no knock. The, the Knicks were good. Uh, Jalen Brunson had his good moments. He was hitting that turnaround, like little fadeaway almost where he gets in and then he steps back and hits that fadeaway. Um, Julius Randle really good in the first half, but boy, second half. I don't know. And just got some news, fellas. Josh Hart is listed as doubtful for game two. A big guy for the Knicks in game one. Uh, we'll start here with you, Jamie. What are your thoughts on this game?
1: Uh, Josh, Josh Hart's going to hurt him because he was pretty much the unsung hero in game one. Um, I he mean, broke our backs. Every offensive rebound, it was Josh Hart. You want to talk about rebounding, I mean, I'm guessing that almost every game, the Knicks will probably out-rebound the Cavs just because they're built different as far as rebounding-wise, but to get out-rebounded 51-38, to it's just a recipe for disaster. And, um, like, I I mean, Josh Hart, 10 boards, Randall, 10 boards, but then it was just, you know, collective. The Knicks are a a hard nose team, and they're going to punch – they punch the Cavs in the mouth, and we'll see uh, Game 2 if um, if DG... Uh, I mean, mostly Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, I need to see more from them. I need to see a lot of... I need to see more toughness and for them to
0: set the tone more than they did in Game 1 for sure. And that's what was frustrating to me. Evan Mobley catches his ball, he uh, he spins, and he throws down this dunk. And I'm like, oh, baby, like... I. If this is the Evan Mobley I'm getting in the postseason, Mike, uh, so here we up. go. We're about to go to the moon. Like this is this is the guy I've been waiting for. And then after that it didn't wasn't a great night for him. I mean, after that he was three of like twelve or something, and it's just I don't know, tough night for him. Mike, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, Jamie pointed out the the Knicks pretty significantly out rebounded the the Cavs here, but outside of that, this statistically was a pretty even game. Really, there's not one, um, you know, one stat category that really jumps out the other or one way or the other, um, except for the rebounds. That's, you know, that's a really good point. But I've, i I got to just say, you know, I, I know I call them as my most improved player. And um, I think Jamie said it right at the start here. Jalen Brunson is that is is that dude. He, this guy this guy arguably should have been an all-star this year. And it's kind of really, uh, especially post-all-star break, just been on a tear, and he's continuing that in the playoffs. He also, I'm trying to think, he had three fouls in the first half. Two fouls, like, right off in the first couple of Yeah, minutes, he was in foul that, trouble, right? yeah. Yep. And he still ended with 27. Um, so that, who knows what he would have done if he could have had his kind of you know, full rotation, full, full minutes here. And because of him going into foul trouble, uh, we really didn't see Emmanuel quickly impact the game as much as we've seen, um, you know, towards the end of the season. But Josh Hart, absolutely. 33 minutes, 17 points, 10 boards. You know, we've mentioned it. Shooting 8 of 11 from the, um, from the field. That, obviously, with Brunson out, and you have Josh Hart that can do that. And Emmanuel quickly, for that matter. I mean, that just makes the Knicks that much more dangerous. Um, but not having him tonight is definitely, you know, that's where you, if that's where you're going to see it hurt is if Brunson gets in foul trouble or they start locking him down, you're going to miss all of that Josh Hart production. So uh, that was just really my highlight. Is even with the foul trouble, Jalen Brunson still finds a way really to impact the
0: game. Yeah, I mean, I. It, as a Cavs fan, I kind of see this in two different lights. Like, I see why Knicks are excited. It's the first time they've won a road playoff game, game one, since like in the '80s or something stupid. It's this is how Knicks fans get. Um, I, I they should be excited. They they came in and they punched the Cavs in the mouth. There's just no other way to put it. Out rebounding the number. I mean, this is just going to get beaten like a dead horse. But it's just the truth. When you get out rebounded, fifty-one to thirty-eight, and you have two seven-footers on the floor. Uh yeah, there's gotta be a lot of people looking around at each other to figure out how are we going to fix this? And Josh Hart, not being in game two is a big point because of how not good RJ Barrett was. RJ Barrett was horrendous. Um, and I thought that was something the Cavs, you know, that was a good thing for the Cavs, but ultimately the Cavs didn't play well and they only lost by four. And that's the other way to look at this. And Donovan Mitchell damn near did it like Donovan Mitchell damn near brought this team back all by himself. Uh, just kind of what he's done all year. Um, but now it's about seeing if the Cavs can uh, go get back in. And this is what the Cavs haven't been. They've never been in a playoff series. They've never been down 1-0. They'd, they got to make these adjustments. And, you know, its it kind of sucks they have to wait two days because after a loss you want to get back out there as soon as possible. But um, it's probably a good thing for the Cavs. And they have to realize, like, if you're going to let this team walk on you, they're going to walk all over you. That's a, that's, that's a Thibodeau thing, and that's what his teams are going to do. and. Uh, at some point, you have to not let them, you you just can't let them bully you like they did. Um, but I don't really have anything else here. Uh, I think this is, I still think this is going the distance. I think we're going to, I think I think the overreaction in the series is just going to keep going back and forth. I really do. I think it's going to be punch for punch. We're going to get to game seven and then anything can happen game seven. That's still how I feel about the series. Um, how, is that where you guys are still at? And if so, if you guys have anything else on this, then say it. But if not, we can move on. Go ahead, Jim.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. It's going the distance for sure, in my opinion. Um, and how do you? I just want to ask you this: How do you feel about Karis Levert? Good. Thanks, God Almighty. Stinks. The whole bench. Minus,
0: stinks. minus fourteen, like Jesus, in seventeen minutes. So he's like losing you a point every minute. Like it's 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 dude. not good. He, that dude yeah, stinks, and I can't wait till he's out of town. <laughs> He's terrible. Uh, yeah, I got
2: I got nothing. That that's kind of the game from what I expected for the Knicks. Although I I did think the Cavs would come out and win game one, but that is kind of how the Knicks, how I expected the Knicks to come out, just come out swinging. Um, like we said, uh, tough nosed team. But I, I I bet you Cleveland comes back and, and swings back They're You know they're a defensive gritty team,
0: young team. I think I think Donovan will get him in the right way. Yeah. And Darius, Darius. I mean, I think I think there's a huge conversation with Darius. I don't think Darius played bad. I just want Darius to be more aggressive. He was playing well. He was getting shots. He was getting to his spots. Seven of 13 and 43 minutes is just not enough for Darius. Darius so, was wh- just an all star last year when Donovan shoots 30. I mean, don't get me wrong. 38 points is,
2: is great. But shooting 30 times to get to 38, that's a lot. <laughs> Do you find it
0: hard for Darius to kind of find a rhythm? Um, at times, but then like it felt like the calves like were like, "All right, Donovan, go win us this oh, game." Yeah, Instead right, of letting exactly. Donovan play exactly. in the within the system, I think like, it just got very. I'm, and Donovan Mitchell was hooping like Donovan Mitchell oh, yeah, took yeah, that yeah, game know. over and damn near, near damn near did it on his own, and I have no qualms with that. He was getting steals, yeah. diving on loose balls, kicking it for like he was. He played a really good game. The shots, yeah, I I don't want to see him shoot 30 shots. I think Donovan Mitchell is much more effective on 25 shots when you have Darius Garland who has 25 shots too because then it's just tougher to guard those two instead of just focusing on Donovan. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what we have for that. They play tomorrow night. Um, That's going to be a hell of a game. Can't wait to see how that one goes down. Let's roll into the night cap of Saturday night, and uh, this was, dude, what a seed in sacramento those fans were <laughs> going nuts from the tip we knew it was going to be gnarly but boy oh boy not only were the fr- the fans crazy the team lives up to the hype I-, I don't know i'm not saying they stole game 1 they have home court advantage they're the 3 seed but to a lot of people it felt like they stole game 1 and Darren fox was just a damn stud and i i don't where does he rank on the point guard list all of a sudden this point guard list has like 12 13 names where if you're talking about the 10th eleventh, 12th point guard best point guards in the nba you're like oh they can't be that low well listen that's the nature of the game but De'Aaron fox is a top 10 point guard in the nba that guy's a stud mike what were your thoughts on this game
2: yeah i think uh you said it man just uh and, and we talked about it um you know earlier that day is that this, just the scene, the environment, the fans, just the, you know, of course we weren't there, but I, I bet you just the, the energy of the building, you could almost see it. Um, there's just incredible. Like that, that's exactly what you want. You could tell the Sacramento fan base is absolutely ecstatic for, for them to be back in the playoffs and rightfully so. And I know I kind of, uh, you know, poo pooed on them a little bit. Um, Earlier in the podcast, but I did say they'd come out and win game one and they did what they needed to do, but they this I think this is going to be uh, and I, we might have called it, but probably the series of the series to watch for game uh, for the first round. Obviously, the Cavs and uh, Knicks, we said would be a good one, too, but this one seems like it's it's going to have just absolute firepower each night Um Kings get it done again, just great contribution from, uh, role players. We're talking, we mentioned, uh, Malik Monk. He's got a flamethrower at times here, uh, when he needs to 32 from the bench. And then Trey Lyles giving you 16, like, absolutely. That's what you need to, you, you need for these role players in the playoffs to step up. Uh, Kevin Herter, not a great night for him. Um, like I said, Sabonis, not so great of a night, but, uh De'Aaron Fox, as you mentioned, gets it done, too. So uh, it, it was just exciting to see. We knew it was going to be high scoring, and it was. Um, and I feel like that's just going to be every game for these two teams. So uh, the Warriors, of course, are not good on the road. We'll see what happens tonight. But uh, Sacramento off to a hot
0: start in game one, it, was, it seemed. This is going to be my favorite series. Mike, you talked about the Cavs and the Knicks, and you were right. A 90 playoff series, a throwback, tough physical that's what the Knicks brought. That seems with, but this this is just going to be up and down, back and forth. And the pace of this game was just absolutely phenomenal. The crowd is going crazy. Um, Steph was hitting some tough shots on that pick and roll. Um, you mentioned the bench, and I know he didn't get a ton of minutes, but he played almost thirteen minutes. And Alex Len was just oh, a plus absolutely. ten; like he was just playing some really good basketball. And I, it, it was a night where Sabonis struggled. I, I, I predicted Sabonis to have a tough series, um, and he was he struggled. He only had twelve and sixteen. I know 16 is a big number, but um, offensively, we know Sabonis is capable of more. Five of seventeen from the field. But Alex Len really came in and gave them some interesting minutes. That hey, now Alex Len might be a part of this series, and um, and he's been in the league for a few years. But this looks that was the best game I might have saw Alex Len play. I know it was a small sample, but I thought he was uh, he was good with Trey Lyles. That, that combination of bigs was really good for them. Trey Lyles, 4-6 from 3. Um, keep shooting it, man. It, it spreads that floor even more, and with the pace, it's going to be something else. Jamie, your thoughts on this game?
1: Uh, a few things. Um, Malik Monk getting to the free throw line 14 times and banging home 14 free throws is absolutely... That's a great point. Phenomenal a, point. Ridiculous, you know, and I mean, De'Aaron Fox, 8 of 12 from the free throw line. So not only are these dudes shooting the ball at a good clip, they're getting to the line and there's they're hitting their free throws. And I mean, listen, De'Aaron Fox, absolute assassin. This guy, he never looks out of control. He gets to his spots and finishes and The best part about his game is when that first that fourth quarter starts. There's nobody better in this league, in the fourth quarter right now than De'Aaron Fox. He just takes the game over, and he he is an absolute killer in the fourth. Um, But talking about Sabonis, yeah, he didn't shoot the ball well, but 16 rebounds. That's why he is the way. That's why he is, you know, the All Star that he is. He only has 12 points, but he has 16 rebounds to boost them up, and. Just talking about the Warriors real quick, there were two people on the Warriors that were plus in this game. And one of them was Steph Curry, who was plus 11. And then the other guy was DiVincenzo, plus two. The rest were all negative. So, I mean, for that all to be true when they only lose the game by three points, I would say is a little concerning. But, I mean, this is going to be a track meet, and I cannot wait to
0: watch this series. Andrew Wiggins jumper was a little rusty but I thought he was pretty good. I thought for not playing for 2 months I thought he had some really nice moments for them. Um almost hit the game winning three. Um but missed and ultimately it's how she goes, but I thought Andrew Wiggins showed a lot more than I expected to this early. I again rough shooting night. That's going to happen when you don't play in the NBA for 2 months and obviously we know why it's sad reasons. Um but the nature is he didn't play and they're going to need that jumper to fall. And I would bet that it falls at some point, but I do think it's going to take maybe another game or two for that to fully fall into place. Um, any other final things here? We still, we Jamie, you have the Kings of six. Mike and I have the Warriors in six. Is this six? I hope this is, I really hope this is a seven game series. I don't I care who wins seven, it. But- this <laughs> needs to be seven. This, the, these two teams might run each other out though. They, they might just keep running up and down and get tired, but uh, I love the pace. It was a phenomenal first game. And the atmosphere in Sacramento is just bananas.
2: If Kings win tonight, how worried are you about the Warriors?
0: Not worried at all because no, they only they... need to win one road game.
1: Yeah, and they just suck on the road all year. So you just know that. And they're well, so good at know, But you just expect them to go back home and
2: get the two back. So yeah. you're not worried about them dropping one at home at all? I'm Just two uh, going down to <sighs> 0-2 is, you know... Oh, 2
0: is tough, yeah. But. You the series doesn't all the start. All
2: have to do is just win one away as well. <laughs>
0: 100%. <laughs> they, they just... No, the Kings don't need to do anything. Kings just need to win at home. Just hold it down at home, right. and they that's got right. it. Um, and, and that's a real thing. Like, the Warriors won 11 games on the road. And, like, 11, and we're talking, like, they've played everybody on the road. They've they've had their bad loss to Houston and Houston. Like, they, they've lost to some bad teams, and this is not a bad team. This team is, uh, they're good. This will come out. Obviously Tuesday, but call it now who wins tonight. I, I like I like the Warriors. I I think they should have won that first game and they let it slip, but that's fine. I, I do think the Warriors split. I think I think, the, Warriors, I think that's why I have the Warriors in six, It's because I think there's a split here. All
2: right. Jamie?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with Golden State as well. Um just a lot of experience there and I think it's gonna go a long
2: way. It'll be fun. I got. I'll go Warriors too. I think they were like minus a point and a half or minus
0: one. So. Ooh, anyway. the Kings are home. F- home dogs.
2: I think that's what. Playoff I Playoff home have, dogs.
0: Oh man! I don't know. Man, I get the man. If I can get the Kings at play at uh, home dogs, oof, that's tough. All right. Uh, <laughs> don't don't take my betting advice. It's not. <laughs> it's not any good. Yeah. Um, go
2: to, don't go. get me started. I was gonna say go to Jamie and I. <laughs> I shouldn't speak for Jamie. I'm on the
0: worst of cold streaks, so. Yeah, yeah, it happens. I did I did have the Clippers plus seven yesterday, though. Fair so, enough. so thank you very much for that. Sunday. The top of Sunday. The game. I don't know, man. Like I this, this game was weird to me, but Jamie. Yes, sir. All of a sudden, the Los Angeles Lakers are up 1-0. Jaws, not. I, I'm not saying he's not playing in game two. He's really doubtful in game two. Like, he said it himself. Everyone is saying it. Anthony Davis, man, Anthony Davis. I thought he said he couldn't feel his arm. I'm like, yeah, here we go. This is this is this is this is the Suns series from a couple years ago when they were the seven seed and everyone thought they could beat the Suns. Um, but no, Jamie. Uh Austin Reeves. This is like if we're not talking Anthony Davis was great, LeBron was good enough. Anthony Reeves was a freaking stud. Him and Rui. Come on, Jamie. What's good, bro?
1: AR-15. That boy, that boy was cooking, man. But to me, I mean, Reeves, yeah, I've awesome, you know, first playoff game in his career. Absolutely phenomenal. But to me, I mean, Ruchi Hachimura had his hands all over this game. And Desmond Bain said it after the game. He said, yeah, we're going to, basically, we're going to give him those shots and whether he can hit them or not. And I'm telling you what, as an NBA player who is capable of making wide open shots, if they keep doing it, I'm not saying he's going to shoot six or seven from three, but I mean it's they're wide open wide open shots so I'm I mean I'm I'm just feeling really good about it ba- well balanced attack seems like the the uh my phrase today but um anytime um AD LeBron uh Austin Reeves, and Russell pretty much get 20 a piece with Hachimura as well I mean you can't ask for anything else um just I <laughs> the AD thing man I don't know how you can't feel your shoulder, and then 20 minutes later you're hitting fadeaways in the corner, but I digress. Um, it's been an Anthony Davis thing all his whole career. Uh, besides that, he played great. I mean, 20. 12 He made to 12. his case. He made his case
0: for defensive player of the year.
1: Yeah, five, was it five blocks? Seven. Seven blocks. Seven of them things, yeah. He was just – I mean, his instincts around the basket – um, he's just a, f- a phenomenal basketball player. And I mean, any given night, he can be the best player on the floor, no matter who he's playing against. Um, but I will say Jaron Jackson Ooh, looked, he was looked good. the best player on the floor last night. And, um, luckily, uh, Ja didn't do a whole lot and Dylan Brooks sucks. Um, but yeah, all in all a good win and, um, looking forward to Wednesday
0: it, Dylan Brooks talks a lot for a guy who shot two for nine for three that's you know I know I know that's what he does and I get it um but two of nine for three in a game nine that matters. 18. yeah yeah in a game where LeBron was average like this was average LeBron LeBron could be a lot better than that I know he's older and I get it but LeBron can be a lot better than that and for them to let a game get away from them at home with against an average LeBron is might be the mistake of the series and you don't want to make a decision on a series i mean obviously if jaws out i think we're all going to pick the lakers but um even if they had jaw this mistake where they let the lakers uh pull this off on an average lebron game in memphis could have flipped the series either way or it could have ended the series like this could be the game that we look back and say yep that was the game that won them the series and that's just how i felt about this game mike your thoughts
2: yeah, Jamie said it. I mean, Austin Reeves, AR fifteen, or or as he's his latest name is him. He's him. Uh, him screaming that. I've I've heard like the media outlets say it. Austin Reeves running down the court screaming, "I'm him!" on a court with John Morant, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James is just awesome. I mean, he was the dude was feeling himself. Obviously, Rui gets his deserves his flowers, but you know, and AD as well. But Jamie, you know, touched on it too. Uh, D'Angelo Russell had like I feel like almost like a quietly underrated great game 4 yep. four seven assists and had a plus twenty plus minus. So I mean, you said it. Just if if the and I said it at the top uh, top here that role players stepping up is just huge. And when your role players step up, and obviously your stars need to do what they need to do any team is just, you know, set for success. And clearly uh, that happened with the Lakers the other night. Just really the only other point um, that I just would echo too is Jaron Jackson just playing like, really, like he's the best player on that team. Um, He, we, I think it was somewhere, I don't know. I'll say four or five weeks ago, maybe. Uh, Steve, I almost think you mentioned it. Like he's not far from being, or maybe I forget which one of you, he's not far from being like the best player on, on that team. I mean, we got, we think of him as just a defensive guy, but he's clearly been bringing it offensively as well. And obviously when John Morant's great, he's great. But for a guy that can do it on both ends of the floor, like Jaron Jackson Jr. can, that that's an extremely dangerous player. Um, but yeah, no John Morant may not bode well for the rest of the series for the Grizz, so we'll see. But that that would, just the role players for LA stepping up big.
0: Just going just final point here, just final thing I want to mention. We we've talked a lot about the Lakers and they deserve it. Um, but going to the Grizzlies, if John Morant misses, let's just say the next two games at best, like I think that feels like an at best if he's not even close to being ready for tomorrow night, I believe it is. Um do the gri- are the grizzlies done? Like we know their record without jaws pretty good. This is a good backup. Is this series over with Jamie? Yes or no? No. Jaws no. not done. Yeah. Mike, is the series over? With If Jaw misses the next two, at minimum. Yeah. Yep, for me it is. I agree. I do agree.
1: I've just seen too many ups and downs from <laughs> the lake show this year to uh to book it.
0: No, that's I mean Ant- you're one Anthony Davis whatever injury away. I mean, you yeah. can stub his toe and act,
1: like, and act like it's not even there anymore. I don't like <laughs> some of these things he does, man. And I'll just add one more point. Yeah. 14 turnovers from the Lakers. And I believe yesterday I said, if they have under, if they have 14 or under, they win 85% of their games and they had 14. So, I mean, that's just as they got to take care of the ball to me. That's and the I, most important thing.
0: And I think LeBron might've had like five or six of those. Yeah, he had a few. <laughs> that yeah, he made that one pass. pass I like sent you a text about like oh, you hate this guy, LeBron, huh? And then he just makes some stupid ass pass. My like, off, oh, brother! <laughs> Here we go. I say something, and the uh, the opposite just got to happen. But um, let's roll into the uh, the biggest upset of the w- <laughs> the biggest upset of the weekend. The uh, eight seed Miami Heat didn't give them a chance. I believe we all might have said they were going to sweep them. Um, Miami. Tyler Hero breaks his hand, splashes a three from the corner. That might have been the coolest thing we saw this weekend. Um, I don't know how you shoot a basketball with a broken hand, but Tyler Hero pulls it off. Jimmy Butler, Jamie. I don't know if you've heard this one before, but the X-rays have came back on Jimmy Butler. Still a dog. Thirty five from Jimmy. Giannis thirty five so, and eleven. Yeah, he yeah he was he was. I mean, this is what Jimmy does in the playoffs, I man. This is why you don't want to play the Heat in the playoffs, just because of the simple fact that Jimmy Butler. Um, but ultimately, Giannis goes down, doesn't return, optimistic for game two. No more Tyler Hero. He's out for the series. I think, I don't, I mean, obviously as big as Giannis is for the Bucks, Um, Tyler Hero is a big piece for the Heat here. Um, any shot the Heat make this competitive, fellas? Or is this just a one and done? Start with you, Mike. Uh.
2: Assuming uh, no, I th- I still got all the faith in the Bucks. This this is probably going to be maybe a six gamer now, maybe gets pushed to seven. I don't think the the Bucks sweep it the rest of the way. But, um, I think this was a this is weird in the sense that if I would still pick Milwaukee in this series if they said Giannis from the from the start they didn't have Giannis. So from game one, like before game one, if they said, oh, Giannis is out for the whole series, I would have still picked the Bucs because they have faith more in their collaborative team. However, when you get your best player that gets taken out, um, you know, early on in the game and you guys are were down to begin with, um, I think that does just kind of throw off your motion here. So I still have all the faith in the Bucks. Yeah. The Heat still can make it interesting or, or still I think will make it interesting, uh, like I said, as long as Jimmy Butler is playing, man, like you can't completely count them out to make things interesting or to give a good run. But if Giannis is optimistic and he's back for game two and it is just a bruise, nothing more uh, significant than that. then, you know, Giannis is going to go out and give 100 percent every minute he plays on the floor. So I, I think he still gets it done. Jamie. What are
0: your thoughts?
1: I mean the one br- the one bright spot from the bucks you could say was Chris Middleton actually played really well. Um he's 12 of 20 with 33 points. Um Drew Drew Holiday shot awful, 6 of 18. Um the thing that really that stuck out to me and we've talked about it all year and it's bam at a bio and what what bam are you going to get? Like he's capable of so much. Like Twenty-two, nine, seven, two steals. Like the dude can actually absolutely play at an elite level, and just sometimes he kind of just disappears. But um, with Giannis or without Giannis, this is probably going to go five or six. Um, I think the the Bucks had a little hiatus there, and Miami's been playing. Um, maybe that has a little bit to do with it because I mean they punched him right in the mouth right away. Uh, Jimmy went right at him immediately. Um, but still, uh, the Bucks just have an absolutely phenomenal team all the way around. And I think
0: uh, they'll get it back. And the Heat were the team that built the wall, right? They they designed how to play defense against Giannis. They just built this wall. And, you know, it took Giannis a year to figure it out. But um, he wasn't that great, although he did get hurt in the first. Or no, he got hurt in the second quarter, I believe. Um, he wasn't great, but uh, yeah, the, the for some reason, the Miami Heat find have this system down on Giannis where they kind of contain him, um, and yesterday it was working early, but Jamie, the name that you mentioned is Bam. I'm going to flip the other side and say Bobby Portis. I sent out a few texts joking around that Bobby Portis is better than Bam. Uh, sometimes Sometimes I think that's a real thing. I think Bobby Portis... Should be a starter on so many teams. I think he just has accepted his role in Milwaukee. And it's a really good role for him. He's been really good for Milwaukee. He was a, a big part in that championship run. And he's he's just a big part for them. And when he's playing well, um, this Bucks team is really tough to beat. I, I'm a huge Bobby Ports guy. Um, Bobby any... Goggles. Bobby Goggles. Yeah, Crazy Eye Bobby, man. Those things are Oof. um <laughs> any, uh, any final comments here, fellas? No sir. All right, let's roll into Man, this one, this one felt good, fellas. The Clippers win 115 to 110 on the road in Phoenix. Um there's 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 a million things going on this series. Like we have late, like we have like six or seven Hall of Famers in this series. Like we have just so much going on in this series. Um I don't even know where to start. We will start with uh the winner and it's Kawhi Leonard. I thought he was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I mean Russ was what three of nineteen or yeah, three of nineteen, I believe, um, uh, which is like just over fifteen percent from the field and yet really impacted this game. And in, in a way, I don't know that we've really ever saw Russ dominate a game defensively like that. Um, off top of my mind, I would have to go out on a limb and say this is probably his best defensive game ever, and it really really changed it really might have changed the series in some ways um because if he doesn't have to be as that if he can be that inefficient on in offense and they can still find ways to win i think that's going to bode well for the clippers here in the long run mike what were your thoughts on this game
2: oh i don't know um tough to say i guess just to touch like like you said with russell westbrook like i think it's great it's incredible really that the the celtic or the Celtics, whoa, the Clippers. Uh, win this game after Russ shoots that poorly. Um, but then he gets it back with his hustle plays, and that's kind of always been Russell Westbrook. I don't know. Down the stretch, he probably kept what, a couple, two, three, maybe even four like possessions alive by either getting an offensive rebound or uh, hitting it off an opponent going out of bounds, and it's back to Clippers ball. Um, one of the very last possessions of the game, he makes a great defensive play on. Devin Booker, uh, the ball's going out of bounds. Devin Booker is immediately complaining to the ref about a foul while he's looking at the ref. Russell Westbrook chucks the ball back at him and hits him and goes out of bounds. Like, Hey man, maybe if you're looking at the ball, the play, you might've caught that. I I don't know that. Not that that I'd say that doesn't change the game, but maybe it does little things like that, man. Um, clearly I've never played in an NBA game, but I think we've all played enough basketball to know that these little things matter. And, Clippers probably did a few more of the little things that uh, ultimately turned the tides their way uh, or why Leonard had to go out and do what he needed to do. And he did all of that. So you think it's sustainable for a few more games,
0: Steve? For no, probably not. But I'm going to oh, all for Kawhi, I think it's sustainable for Kawhi. I don't know that it's sustainable for them to uh... as a whole. Yeah, get like the kind of production. I mean, they got nice production out of Zubac. I thought Zubak might have actually outplayed Deandre Ayton in some sense. Like Deandre Ayton like fell in love with this mid-range jumper. Um he hit like some like two or three turnaround fadeaways. I'm like, "What in the hell is going on with Deandre Ayton?" Um but I think when he's doing that, you live with that as the Los Angeles Clippers. That's not where Deandre Ayton's the most effective in my opinion. Um I is it sustainable? Uh probably not, but I'm cheering like a bastard.
2: That's that's my only thing is obviously Kawhi Leonard's gonna go out and get his, but she's thirty eight um, against the Suns for another three games, or and he that.
0: guarded KD down the
2: stretch. That's that's a lot. Um, I don't know. That's a lot. So we'll see. Not saying he can't do it. If it's anybody can do it, Kawhi Leonard's one of these guys in the league. But that's a lot.
0: I, I think the one thing that I under I didn't value enough is how many different bodies the Clippers had to throw at Kevin Durant. I know Nicholas Batum is older, but he's a guy. He's a pretty good defender. You have Kawhi Leonard. Eric Gordon guarded him to start. Russell Westbrook had minutes on Kevin Durant. Um, Norman Powell's not a great defender. Terrence Mann's an interesting kind of guy. I actually really like Terrence Mann, uh, another guy who had another solid night for them. Um, but Kevin Durant, 0-7 in his last seven playoff games just gonna put that on the table because i know if some people were 0-7 in the playoffs it would be a or lost their last seven playoff games it'd be a huge conniption that'll be a story for another day jamie what were your thoughts on this game?
1: <laughs> oh man uh i mean the suns they still got that new car smell right i mean they're i want to say it's 12 uh, 13 what's that is games it now is uh, it like the vanilla uh it's a, it's i think it's the car. the blue one is the vanilla the black ice the black oh <laughs> that black one's awful <laughs> but i mean i've been i've been on the clippers just because of their depth and i've mentioned it and i mean if you look at their bench plus minus it's absolutely absurd and that is what's gonna i mean if they're gonna do it they're gonna need to continue to have success coming off the bench I mean Plumlee was plus 16 Bones was plus 13 Terrence Mann was plus 13 and Norman Powell was plus 11 and that's just huge Um, but this all comes down to Kawhi Leonard is there another defender in this league in the fourth quarter that you would like to have
0: on your team other than Kawhi Leonard because I can't think of one this might be like I'm gonna get killed for this, but I don't know if there's another one all time that I would all take. All time, why? Yeah. Yeah. Scotty, maybe. I mean, yeah, Scotty was that good, but man, Kawhi, it just feels like Kawhi when he takes over a game. Like he just takes over the game offensively and defensively in ways that I'm not. I mean, obviously we've seen it, but man, like Kawhi, Kawhi is really damn good. It's just, just so, crazy. It's, it's
2: like, so like interesting to watch too because he like the man never gets too high or too low. It doesn't really. He's get a any- robot, man. Yeah, he doesn't really get anything. So he's just. I think I said it to you last night. He's just kind of like a silent savage, silent assassin. Man, like he just gives you thirty-eight, and the dude probably didn't even say a word. Like, and it, it's it's so weird because
1: it's like the last two years, it's almost like he just went to the Peace Corps and like he nobody has talked about him. Then he just got back, and now he's dropping forty bombs again. It's like what? Like I, what's going on with this man? A lot
2: dude? of guys in the- a lot of guys in the league are probably like in their post game presser will be like, Yeah, y'all forgot about me. I'm still here, this and that. The guy's probably just like, <laughs> Yeah, the team played the team played well. We need to continue that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Damn. 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 Jamie. Jamie, uh, mess. Um, just a couple things that I want to wrap up here with. One, um the sun's just they have moments of uncomfort. They have moments where they don't know what to do. Chris Paul at moments. Didn't want to shoot. Didn't know when to shoot. Little hesitant. Um, I felt like Devin Booker had some hesitant moments. I think Kevin Durant had some hesitant moments. These are the things that concern me, right? They don't. It's not that they don't trust each other. It's about not wanting to take like a bad shot because you have all this other talent around you. And I, this is where it's going to get tricky for them in the playoffs. And. Yes, I, we bet on the talent that the talent alone is going to figure this out. Um, but you also don't want this to turn into a your turn, my turn, where it's like, all right, Kevin, you go get your couple possessions, then Booker, you go get. Like, you still want this to be the same oiled machine and that Chris and Paul, the Chris Paul pick and roll with Aiden, kind of getting then getting your looks with Booker and Kevin Durant. Um, but them being able to run the pick and roll is tough in this series because uh, the Clippers are a very switchable team. Um, and then I my other point, did you guys see the video of Russell Westbrook at halftime yesterday?
2: Uh I just saw it earlier today. I didn't like Yeah, it was hilarious. Oh
0: my god, man. Like wh- <laughs> NBA is now investigating that one, but you know like,
2: I, don't, I Kyrie, don't know the full story. So
1: listen, Kyrie and Westbrook, man, I'm so tired of like these those two especially. If a fan says something mean to them, it's like they're fucking tattletale. Like, they bring somebody over, this guy, he said, uh, I suck, he's gone. Like, what are we doing here? Man, like, also, what is Russ trying to, like, do you think that you guys are just gonna have a fight right here? Like, you you wanna throw hands? What did he say? He
0: said, watch your mouth, you mother bleeper.
1: (laughs) It's just like, grow up, dude. The guy's got a beer in his hand, what do you think he's like?
2: You're uh, you're a professional, man, and don't get me wrong, like, Some of these fans get way, way too out of line, but like you are the professional athlete. This is part of, I hate to say it, and it's unfortunate, it's terrible, but like that is part of being a professional athlete is playing in a arena or a field of several tens of thousands and having to deal with it. Like, I don't know. I Obviously, if they're going way out of line, then yeah, something needs to be done. But it's, I didn't know, it wasn't up until maybe this year, last year, maybe a year before. I didn't know players had the authority to be like, yeah, that he needs to go. Security, go kick him out. I I just like, oh, okay. Guess you can do that.
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was funny. Russell Russell Westbrook, something else. Um, Last uh, last thing. um, uh, This year, I knew this this game was going to take a while. It's just there's so many aspects, but the bench, the bench minutes for the Suns is concerning. Uh, Outside of Shamit, who played 23 minutes. It was seven minutes out of Okogie, six minutes out of Wainwright, four and a half minutes out of Biombo, four minutes for Terrence Ross and seven minutes for Jack Landale. Um, The depth, the depth is huge concern. De- Kevin Durant, 44 and a half minutes. Um, Devin Booker, 43 minutes. Chris Paul, 38, 38, 39 minutes. It, Chris Paul ain't going to be able to sustain that workload. We've seen Chris Paul die out in the playoffs. Um, The injury to campaign is a huge injury that never got talked about in so many different media segments. Um, And I think that's the one where campaign doesn't get back. Yeah. They really might actually lose the series because they have no depth. They need to get someone to give Chris Paul a break and an effective break. These guys were all didn't play under 10 minutes and they're all double digit negatives. I, I don't know, man. Like, there's just not a lot of trust, uh, a lot to trust right now with the Phoenix Suns. Any final comments from you guys in this series, or in this game, I should say. Sorry. Good. Mm-hmm. No sir. Jamie? All right. Last game we're going to get to here. It was the last game of the night. It was a it was a decent game to start, but then in the third quarter, the Denver Nuggets put it on the Minnesota Timberwolves, winning by a 29, almost 30. Um, Nikola Jokic kind of wasn't really much there but it was really the Jamal Murray Michael Porter teaming up that uh brought this team new life I mean Rudy Gobert was absolutely hor- horrendous last night I mean minus 28 in 25 minutes that's bad like I I now I'm not really sure but I probably am not giving up five first round picks and five players for minus 28 in uh his first playoff game as a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves Mike, what was your ta- or Jamie? Sorry, what was your takeaway from this game?
1: Um, I hate to, you know, beat uh, what is it? Beat a dead drum or what's that saying? Be, be dead a horse, horse. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, uh, but I mean, as about as balanced as Denver can be. Um, I,
0: I mean, you. Look I will at the... say I have saw Jamie beat the drums and it's something and it's pretty entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nasty with it,
1: but I mean just looking at the plus minuses for the starters at Denver is just, I mean, it's been that way all year. Um, a lot of them are at the top. I mean, plus 24 plus 21 plus 15. It's just, I don't want to overreact because it is Minnesota. Um, they're lucky to even be here, but I mean, Denver, Denver is a powerhouse and there's a reason why
0: they're the first seed in the West. Yeah. They dominated the West the whole year. Um, yeah, the matchups, you know, we thought there would be matchup issues, but when I'm saying Rudy Gobert has eight points, Carl Anthony Towns has 11, don't need rim protection. You don't need rim protection when uh, you're holding those guys to that level of shooting. Um, Mike, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, uh, I th- would have thought Minnesota, was this more of a Denver domination or a Minnesota uh, kind of, a, I guess, just laying an egg? I, I, I feel I think it's like it's a more- mix. Yeah, I, I lean more of a Minnesota laying an egg. Um, that's not to say that Denver didn't go out and play well and do what they needed to. They absolutely did. But uh, I would expect Minnesota just to put up a, a little more of a fight here in the next couple of games, obviously. Jokic, you said it, Steve, really didn't have the greatest of games, but he also kind of has a tough matchup with Gobert. Yeah. Um, but Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray—that's why, obviously, you have these guys. That's why it's you know supposed to be team ball here. They got to step up big and uh, do what they need to do. Uh, Bruce Bre- is Bruce Brown, right? I yeah, Bruce minutes. Brown. Yep. He gives them
0: good minutes too. I think at times love he doesn't he get does. a lot of credit. What'd you say? I love what he does. I think actually that's kind of where the Nets might have messed up letting him walk. He's pretty. Yeah, good. I,
2: I think he. I think he does a. give like. A ton of credit, but it's hard when you have, like, obviously, you know, potential MVP candidate and then Jamal Murray. Um, but Bruce Brown goes out and does what he needs to do at a high rate. Um, so I'm with you. I like a lot of what he does. But that's kind of my takeaway here is I Nuggets did what they needed to do. Um, but uh, who knows if the Wolves come out swinging next game, if, you know, if Jokic isn't performing at top tier, they could you know mess around and take an L at home.
0: I'm done saying Anthony Edwards' name on this podcast till this motherfucker does something. So, yeah, his been... overs, his overs next games are definitely hitting. But, man, he's been disappointing so far. He's just been chilling. <laughs> Injury? And, uh, I don't know. Injury my... might be a little worn down. I don't know. They've been here, though, so I don't understand. Like, they were just here last year. They were the seven seed last year, I believe. My last take on this one is
1: just the rebounding 54 to 38 just again and, two seven a, footers on the floor exactly took the word right out of my mouth and it, Gobert, Aaron Gordon's
0: who's... what six nine yeah come on go ahead Jim my bad
1: no it's pretty much I mean Michael Porter Jr. 11 boards Jokic 14 it's not like you know Jokic had 20 boards or anything they just collectively beat him up yeah. off the, on the glass and you're not gonna win if you're losing by that
0: margin of any in rebounding i don't care who the hell you are especially on the road especially on the road where you're a huge underdog you gotta win loose balls you gotta win the rebounding cat you gotta do the little things and you know maybe in maybe that's where i gave the t Wolves too much credit because i I don't really believe that they're like good at the fundamentals the little things Um, i think they're super athletic and talented at times but i don't know i don't know this is uh this game threw me, this was the one of my bigger surprises, honestly. I didn't think it would be this ugly in the first game. And give credit to the Nuggets. They played well, and they, they proved they could flip the switch, something I didn't think they had in them. Um, so if they can continue to play at this level, um, obviously competition's only going to get tougher. But I think last night, even if they played a good team, they still win. It was just a good brand of basketball for them. And, you know, you're just going to expect that you're getting a lot more out of Jokic than 13 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists. Good rebounding night, good passing night, but uh, he's obviously just a much better scorer than what he showed. And 6 of 12 from the field, too. Like, Nicole Jokic is way more efficient than that. Um, but does have the matchup with Gobert, so that's uh, obviously going to impact that. Do you guys have any final points here? Or any final points on any of these games? Something we missed?
2: Uh... Injuries, man. Let's hope everyone gets back to healthy, and whoever has a chance to. It doesn't seem like Hero has a chance, but
1: oh shit! You know what? I forgot. Shout out K Love, man. But well. Kevin Love with eighteen off the bench. Um, he honestly his best player was pro- was probably injuring Giannis, even though it was unintentional. But <laughs> I mean, hey,
2: did you? I know I know we don't want to add a bunch of times. You guys see that take about I forget which analyst or reporter about how they should take the charge out of basketball. Yeah, that's it's, terrible. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. It's the dumbest. Uh, all right, we we don't need to go into that. Is no, the dumbest no, we all agree. heard In a while, but
0: it's a huge part of the game, man. You can't be out of control, man. Yeah. I, I don't understand. Like they even added a restricted zone to like limit it. <laughs> Still not doing nothing. K Love, K Love. That's how K Love plays defense. He just takes charges. He can't block nobody and Shane Battier. Like... Yeah, Shane Battier is oh, right. phenomenal.
2: Makes make careers out of it.
0: But yep. anywho. <laughs> anywho. All right, guys. Let's uh let's wrap this up, Jamie. Get us on out of here.
1: Yeah, two games tonight. Warriors, Kings, Nets, and Sixers. Um, man, if if you're a basketball fan, you don't want to miss a single game of this Warriors Kings uh series. They're all gonna be Fun as hell to watch, and I'm excited about it. Uh thank you for your continued support and uh we will see you Thursday or Friday.
0: Yeah, the plan's still a little not sold yet, but we do plan <laughs> on doing uh two two episodes a week. Um but yeah, so some point this week we will be back. Mike, final thoughts.
2: Yeah, uh Jamie said two good games tonight. Um we'll be you guys will be hearing this. Tomorrow, which is Tuesday, so you'll be hearing on Tuesday. Um, there'll be another couple good games on tomorrow. Um, yeah, playoffs are fun, man. Um, every game's going to have offer something different. Stars are going to shine. Role players come up big. Freak injuries. Of course, it's the NBA has it all. So, um, yeah, thanks, everyone, for your support, all the listens, and we will catch you next time.
0: Definitely want to say thank you Mike and Jamie again. It's a busy time of the year for us. Twice a week's a lot and you guys uh you guys are always here and do you guys as best so I appreciate you guys for that. Appreciate our listeners for their continued support. Um moments are getting bigger. Uh the pressure is just keeps climbing where we have legacies on the line. Um again, I've said it before. I think this is going to be one of the, the toughest rings to get in the NBA of the history. Uh, just due to the depth of how good all eight or all sixteen of these playoff teams uh, can be, and we have kind of saw that in each one of them, besides the T was but um, we did see that win a couple playoff playing games. But with that being said, guys, uh, we will see you guys later this week. I, it, who knows what the NBA is going to look like in a couple of days? That's just how how it's going to change in these series. One game, we overreact like crazy, and I can't wait to see what it looks like. I can't wait to be back here with you guys. Catch you guys later this week. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Nothing But Net NBA podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Nothing but net.